you are about to enter the world of the Faceoff Hockey Podcast. Only, it's only game. Why do you have to be mad? The cases are real. The debates are real. Their rulings are final. This guy's such an idiot here. <laughs> this is your podcast. This is Face Off Hockey. Tiger, where are you? Tiger! <laughs> we also didn't talk about how now there's going to be a 1A. Wow, must daddy. Hey guys, right. just let everybody know wow, I'm just going to okay. cut Gio off. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's a... Uh, He's a little upset with me because I was a little late no, to get uh, to get recording today. No, so, well, yeah, I apologize. That. I apologize in advance for Gio's uh, harsh uh, attitude today. No, no, I got no harsh attitude. Always a positive <laughs> attitude here at Face Off Hockey Podcast, uh, episode thirty-five, the Prodigal Night. Yes, sir. Um, so we got well. You know, we usually we record on Mondays, but the other day we decided to kind of push it back a little bit because there's so much hockey going on. Day after day, we didn't want to be too far behind, it seemed like, um, on doing some season recaps and some big news. And honestly, well, for us being here in the city of Toronto, we're lucky that we decided to wait a day because, well, they made a trade, and we'll get to that in a minute. Um, CAC, I just want to point out your beautiful, lovely new Seattle Kraken sweater. (laughs) Well, thanks. It's not a sweater. like Under Armour fleece, whatever you want to call it, cover. Fleece, I don't know. It's a thing with a... a, (laughs) With a plastic, not stitch logo, but it looks nice. So as long as I keep it cold, cold wash and uh, hang dry, this will stay here. Yeah, like, and uh, I, looks like I can't wait. Uh, I can't wait for the t-shirt though. <laughs> so yeah, big, big t-shirt guy, eh, Cac? Sure, why not? <laughs> well, I, was I was more excited for that because big t-shirt guy and a big expansion team guy. Because now I guess he's a fan of Seattle and this no, guy's a self-proclaimed uh, Vegas fan as well. Okay, first of all, I I have a lot of merch. Second of all, I have a ton of witnesses that that had me that saw watched me declare that I was gonna cheer for the Vegas Golden Knights before oh, the they, season began. They watched you declare. I do declare. I do say? declare. I say, I say, I do declare. Well, you yeah. know, Cac, just because you say you went bankrupt doesn't mean you're actually bankrupt. I didn't <laughs> say it. I declared it. <laughs> um. So yeah, there's that. Um. We do have uh, episode 35, like I said, The Prodigal Night. Mike, do you want to kind of explain the story of The Prodigal Son and why we decided to go with this title yeah, relating so, to Marc-Andre Fleury? Correct. So uh, so The Prodigal Son, basically, uh, long story short, and it kind of is a short story. It's a parable, actually, from the Bible, <laughs> surprisingly enough. Um, so basically, it's about two brothers and a, and a father one brother is very loyal to the father. He does everything he asks. And the other son is oh. not. And he kind of goes off the wayside and uh, loses his way and kind of gets shunned out from the family. And then he kind of returns uh, repenting and asking for forgiveness. And he's welcomed with open arms and uh, a party, actually. And the other brother gets jealous and he's pissed off about it. Uh, so the prodigal son, or the prodigal knight in this case, is Robin Leonard. Um Marc-Andre Fleury is the jealous brother. Uh, Robin Leonard obviously has a past. He's had some issues. Uh, Marc-Andre Fleury, he's been steady, kind of the dependable guy in net for Vegas. Uh, and then kind of Robin Leonard comes in and steals the, steals the spotlight. Uh, and uh, I guess Fleury's agent was not too happy about that. So uh, he decided to post some very immature, unprofessional shit on social media. Uh, and it's kind of backfired, and and unfortunately, Flurry's getting a lot of backlash for it too. So, uh, 
you know what? Robin Leonard's doing his thing, and even in the, the post-game presser, he talked about it, and that's it. Yeah, so just before we dive into that, um, if you guys yeah. haven't seen the tweet, um, I think it's deleted off Alan Walsh's Twitter now, but, but you can I'm still sure find it. you'll you definitely can. find it. Because on um, our social media, uh, I found it, and you know, it, it was on. You can find it, guys. It's a, yeah, it's, it's a sword that's you know, and you know into, it's, it's going into Flurry's back, and the sword says Jabor on it, so it and, and Flurry makes the save. So yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was just more concerned with the uh, what craft <laughs> what craftsmanship uh, went behind the sword. I don't even know if that made any sense. Um, yeah, so yeah, you guys can check out that picture on Twitter. Ma- made we'll of ta- we'll talk about that. Steel. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll but... talk about it. But before we get going, um, you guys can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FaceOffPuckPod. Um, if you're listening to us right now, you can also watch us on YouTube. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. The images are here at the bottom of the video. Uh, the links are always in our descriptions. Um, but before we get back into Marc-Andre Fleury, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs made a trade. Casperi uh, Kapanen is going back to where he came from, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Um, we're also going to get into the Washington Capitals, axing Todd Reardon two seasons into his run with the Caps. Um, then we got a little bit of Mike Milbury news. Yes, we're going to talk about the Don Cherry of the United States, I guess some people like to call him. Um, <laughs> At least Don Cherry has a, somewhat of a brain. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, we'll, I went uh, there. we'll end the show with um, talking about some round two matchups that we have already been underway and what games are happening tonight and tomorrow and stuff like that. And then we'll give a little shout out to uh, Dale Howardchuck. I know we had at the beginning of our episode uh, last week, uh, the little um, in memoriam picture, um, but we'll just give some stats and info about that. And then if we do have some time, um, we're going to get into the Florida GM search and who they're looking at to kind of see what they're going to do with that team in, uh, in Florida. And then I also kind of wanted to maybe bring up, I want to bring back some segments. Um, we know there's been a lot with COVID and then the NHL being in the bubbles and all that stuff. And we did a lot of fun segments face up. Um, player, not a player, just some fan favorites. So we're not going to bring them back this week, maybe not next week, but we're definitely going to get back into those very soon. But um, like we said, off the stop, off the hop, CAC continue on with uh, Mark Andre Fleury and uh, oh, his- right. Fleury. So <laughs> I okay because I thought we were going to do the captain and thinkers. It's all good, uh, Mark. So as a Vegas Golden Knight fan, because I mean. Ignore that for a few minutes, but, um, (laughs) uh, but yes. So basically what's been happening is, uh, what we've just talked about. However, something interesting that Mike said about the parable, Robin Leonard didn't really steal Mark Andre. What did, Oh, hold on. Leonard didn't steal Mark Andre Fleury's job as the starting goaltender. Uh, Fleury didn't have that great of a year this year. And it's funny that they had to go get a goaltender on, a team that was like that was struggling, like the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, and try to get a one A one B option because Flurry again wasn't his best. But I just want to say, uh, talking about Alan Walsh, this is not the first time he has done something like this. But in two thousand and eight, when Yaroslav Halak and Carey Price were the goaltenders for the Montreal Canadiens, he complained about Halak and his lack of playing time. And then in 2010, he complains about his client, Martin Havlat, not being utilized properly. In 2011, he rips Columbus apart about Derek Brassard. Yeah, he loves his guys. He loves his guys. Yeah. So, you know, and it's just, it's, it's this pattern that he has. Although I have to say, Marc-Andre Fleury's a great team guy. Don't believe for a second that A, he didn't know about this, and B, he told 
the uh, Alan Walsh right away to take it down because that picture ha- was up for about 12 to 18 hours. Yeah. And if, and look, I've had an, I've had agents, I've had managers. I still have an agent. So, and if you have big time in us right now, last well, <laughs> not really, uh, <laughs> but I've, I, but I've, you know, if you are close with your agent uh, for 15 years, obviously you're going to know something like this comes up and sure. you are, I mean, the agent is to really be the meeting point between the team and the player. He's the spokesperson almost. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to take the brunt of it. So I don't believe as someone as close as Alan Walsh and Mark Andre Fleury are that he had no idea. And then 12 to 18 hours later, it's up still on Twitter. And then he takes it down. It's, I don't believe that for a second. And if you look at the press conference that Mark Andre Fleury had uh, over zoom, the, he is asked twice about had like about him knowing and all this stuff and he deflects it twice and not only did he have a hard time saving the puck this season he had a hard time saving face in that press conference oh he's been sitting on that one for a couple days had to get it out (laughs) self five so then um so so uh yeah and you know Uh, what robin leonard was pretty much the only bright spot for a while on a chicago blackhawks team that wasn't good so if you look at Leonard's numbers, it's kind of like, yeah, the goals against whatever, but you look at the save percentage, I think it was like a 914 or a 918. You know, it's Flurry's fault. It was Flurry's net to lose. I agree. So you have to go get another option. Yeah, and you have to ride the hot hand. And this is the thing that I don't understand and why I hate agents so much. Sentimentality means jack with sports. Yep. It does. Yes, Flurry was the face of the franchise when it first came on. Yes, he helped guide them to the finals. But don't tell me for a second that Flurry was the MVP of the season for the Golden Knights. He no, wasn't. there's a reason a team like Vegas, who's one of the top teams in the league, and I actually can't believe I'm saying that only three <laughs> years into their existence, but they are one of the top teams in the league. And if you didn't have confidence in him, you're going to yeah. make a move like going to get Leonard. And we see it time and time again. I mean, Carolina, their run came, came short. I'm surprised it only went five games, but they run on a tandem. Maybe it's not the best tandem, but they run on a tandem. And it's, it's going to show you. Look at the Colorado Avalanche now. They lost Philip Grubauer. They don't really have a trustworthy backup. Um, I mean, Michael Hutchinson's their number three. Like They're like Toronto situation. And everyone knows here in Toronto, if Freddie Anderson goes down, the Leafs were screwed. And they waited on Jack Campbell. And now I'm going off on a tangent about the Leafs, but I'm going to get back to it. Is You need a tandem. If you don't have faith yeah. in your number one guy, you have to have a backup a solid, and a solid number two. I agree. Exactly. And you look at a team like Boston too, like, yeah, Tuka Rask is their clear cut number one, but over the years, they known he's been shaky. They known he gets injured and they needed a backup in there and they got Yara Halak and yeah, good it's thing working because, out. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, no, no, there's nothing better. So, so there's, there, yeah. So basically my point was there's a reason they went out and got Leonard, right? Yeah. flurry has got well, no one to blame well, himself. That's just it. Right. Like they, they, they went and got him for a reason. So it's not like it could have been a total surprise to Flurry that he's not maybe going to play because yeah. they, they they were forced to go out and get a solid backup for a reason. You can't expect that he's not going to play. Like they got him for a reason. So that, I mean. And he did play it. his first game in the, uh, with the round Robin was shaky and he did have a good uh, game in the first round, but Leonard, Leonard, it was it, that was on a back to back, and Leonard, I think, has made it pretty 
clear that he has not earned to be delegated back to number two. I think Re- Leonard has been pretty pretty good his, his entire friggin' time with the with the Golden Knights. I think he has maybe one, maybe and even two the year losses. before in the Islanders. Man, the guy's yeah. been he's been a solid goaltender for the last yeah. two years. Yeah. So you know what? This is also not the first time that Mark Andre Fleury got unsurped in the playoffs. No, it's not. You're right. And then, well, are you foreshadowing that Vegas is going to go on and win a cup just like Pittsburgh did? <laughs> <laughs> well, I predicted back when the, I, and I'll show you the picture if it ever comes to fruition. When I, I, when I see first... Mike, Mike, sorry, Cac, this is, this is how you have proof that you made a call and don't just say like, yeah, I picked St. Louis to win the Stanley cup and then not have any proof. I it's uh, July 19th. <laughs> I'm looking at it now. July 19th, 2017. I, I, when I first went to Vegas, I got the Golden Knights hat and I said, Stanley Cup champions 2020. You heard it here first. Yeah, so man. cross, you know, knock on wood, crossing fingers that that still comes to fruition. I thought that they would have a good team in 2020. That's why For I sure. made that claim. So who's, who knows? Like the Golden Knights have been playing very well. Yep. Yeah, they have. Yeah, They've they been have. a really complete team. And, and you know what? Gee, the, you mentioned Grubauer, Grubauer and I, Colorado's making me nervous right now. Like, like. I've said multiple times that I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup this year, but it's not well, looking good. When you, like when you lose your starting enough. goaltender, and then Eric honestly, they, they, their defense was crap against Dallas in the first game. And you know what? There's really no excuse because Dallas is playing Anton Kudobin in net. And I know. So, so, like, it's a battle of the backups here, right? So, there's yeah. really, it's just who's going to be the better team because there's right. no excuses in the back end. Um, but before we end there off, Fleur, we move on to Kapanen. And I just want to say, I totally agree that there is no way Marc-Andre Fleury didn't know about this or didn't say anything because, like you said, Kak, it was up there for at least more than half a day. Usually when stuff comes out like this and the player finds out, it's gone within the first 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's Bush League on his part because he should know better than to have his agent do something like this. Like, yeah. Especially he's not the, the one middle who, of the playoffs, you know? Yeah, exactly. And a team that is destined to go to the Stanley Cup final or at it's, least make a good cup run. It's immature. It's unprofessional. It's Bush League. It's Bush you know, League is what I it don't, is. I mean, as if I'm in, in management, management or coaching, I don't want that as a distraction for the rest of my team. I mean, no man. And it I'm is definitely, now. if, if I, if I wasn't sure if I was benching you for the remainder of the playoffs, I know now that I am. So that's the <laughs> bottom line. Yeah, yeah, no, for I, sure. It's just and I and we had that on our Instagram page, you know, whether or not we think that he's gonna leave, uh, Flurry's gonna leave at the end of the season, uh, because Leonard is a UFA and Flurry comes with a seven million dollar price tag. Leonard could be a little bit cheaper option in yep. goaltending. So he's younger, yep. I got a hot knows. take. I got a hot take about that. No, you've had um, a few hot takes today, but what's this one? Oh yeah, Gio and I had a, like, a yeah, I heard. On, like an hour FaceTime call, and we were just yelling <laughs> at each other back. I and, heard. <laughs> fuck that drove me crazy. Um, but I, uh, you're take, an idiot. That's all I'm gonna say. You're, you're <laughs> one thing idiot. at a time. One Cac, thing at a time. Cack, I'm gonna tell you what he said. No, no, I already laugh. told him. I already told him. It's and okay. Did he continue laugh? With, okay, continue good. with your hot take. Uh, hot take. I think the Leafs are somehow gonna acquire Mark Andre Fleury. I think Vegas is going to retain half of his salary. And I think that they're going to sign Robin Leonard. And I think Marc-Andre Fleury is going to come to where every goalie goes to die. And that's the Toronto Maple Leafs. And he's just going to crash and burn. Because that's just, I mean, that's the pattern that I see going here. Gio and and several other Leaf fans are, are for whatever reason, calling for Freddie Anderson's head. I'm not calling for his head, man. But but how do you not look at the net? How do you not look at that and not try and do something? 
but also didn't you i thought you said no on the instagram poll mike so you you, you had a change of heart i did have a change of heart yes i did say no on the instagram poll okay. uh, and, and that's that was actually before i knew sort of the details behind everything at first i didn't think he knew about the post and i, I didn't think he was the kind of guy that would let something like that go you talk about flurry now right yeah 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 uh but after you know obviously more evidence and sort of shit came out about it uh it makes sense I if mean, you have if you have a relationship for 15 to 20 years with an agent yeah. this stuff doesn't just you know yeah it doesn't just, exactly. your back. Doesn't it just doesn't. fly under the radar right no, no i I, no. I agree with you so i mean if i'm the the vegas golden knights i'm not re-signing them that's just chi- like i said childish immature unprofessional whatever you want to he, call it he's got a year or two left on his deal doesn't he yeah and yeah. and alan walsh's other um client that makes the most amount of money is max Pacioretty. so wow jokes i didn't know that so yeah so so i don't know i wouldn't crap trouble in I sin eat. city baby <laughs> crap where I eat, Alan. Just saying. Yeah. And then, by the way, I said 15 years. It's actually 20 years that Mark Andre Flair has been with Alan Walsh. My yeah, bad. he's known him. He's known him, I think, since he's like 15 years old or something like that. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we're moving on now from one one uh, dumpster fire to another. And, uh, <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, they're slowly going to try and put out their dumpster fire. And they made a move today. And mm. what I think is one of several moves to come. Uh don't know how big or small those moves are going to be. Mike, we argued about that already. Um, there's really not much more to say about it. But anyway, the yeah, Toronto Maple Leafs, um, <laughs> they, this is, there's six players involved in this deal. But I'll just say... None of which really matter. Yeah, so I'll basically say the only part that really matters. And Kasperi Kapanen and his 3.2, I believe, million-dollar cap hit is going to the Pittsburgh Penguins. And the Pittsburgh Penguins send us their first-round pick this year. Uh, which is 15th overall, and a prospect in Philip Hollander. Um, the other two guys, Rodriguez, and I don't even remember the defenseman's name. He's 30 years old, so he's probably not going anywhere. Yeah. And then Rodriguez, <laughs> they have to qualify, and I don't think they will because they kind of want to leave up some cap space. Um, so, yeah, basically capping in and a first-round pick and a prospect the Leafs get. Um, <sighs> Listen, yeah. not a not a not a bad return for Kapanen. I didn't expect to get a first no, round. Draft well, pick. no, I honestly think that is probably the best return they could yeah. get for Kasperi Kapanen. I, I, so. I mean, that's not what is strikes outrage with me. No, it's, no. I, I before we really get into it, I was only upset initially um, before I really kind of sat back and took it in. Um, it's because the Leafs technically got worse today. Um, yeah, they freed up cap space and they bring back a draft pick this round that they gave away for Patrick Marlowe. So they get it back. They maybe move down a couple spots, but Hey, you still got the pick in the first round. There's not many prospects to go after. And you bring in a guy like Philip Hollander who can maybe play in the third and fourth line, develop some NHL talent, and he's going to make less than a million dollars. So I don't think that's going to happen. It's a lot harder to develop NHL talent than it is to just trade for someone at a million dollars a year who can who's already no for sure and that's why i say technically the leafs got worse because they gave away a guy who's nhl he's an nhl player right now so um and i'm hearing that like kapanen's gonna go play on the first line with crosby and gensel and 
right away he's going to get 70 points and the Leafs are going to regret what they did. But, like, hold on. You can plug in and play a ton of guys with Sidney Crosby and they will have good seasons. Well, that's just uh, it. Maybe he can be the new Pascal Dupuis, Casperi Captain. Oh, I, I, I saw mean? that tweet. I like yeah. Pascal Dupuis. Leave him out yeah, of this. So, hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> my point being is he'll turn into a better player than what he should and, be. And he will. And that's just the ball. Well, we don't know for sure because I mean, we everyone's... saw it happening. Every time he got chances to play with Matthews and stuff, he was, he was okay. Just yeah. okay to quote Randy Carlisle. He's just okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it. I get it. Kat, go ahead. Uh, no, I'm very excited for, uh, you know, cap space and uh, he's, he's going to be a good player with the organization. No, uh, Rutherford is funny. <laughs> like <laughs> Rutherford, seems to want to go down in a blaze of glory first yeah. round picks be damned like it's one of those things where this guy i don't know you look at pittsburgh twitter and they have no idea what's going on i yeah, think they're not happy about this they're not and all. you know what it's it is a deep draft this year so for a 15th overall pick for a third liner that you kind of shelled out to get phil kessel yeah he got two cups out of it is um it's a bit of a high price, uh, I have to say. But I think, you know what? He just we, must, he loves Casperi Kapanen, right? Listen, like, you he, guys are crazy to think that. Hold on, hold on. He was GM in Carolina when uh, Sammy Kapanen played for him. He yeah. knew Casperi as a kid, and then he drafted him. And then they got rid of him before he even stepped into a Penguins uniform. And you know what? That move paid off, but clearly... He likes Kapanen, and he's willing to overpay to bring him here. I, I think it's I think it's a smart move for Pittsburgh. I actually think he's going to flourish there. I mean, I mean, look. But what this, gives you what what gives you that reasoning for thinking he's going to flourish? Well, not exactly. I mean, he well that he's on the third line playing with Kerfoot. I mean, it's not like he's playing with the the best player in the world in Sidney Crosby, who I still think is is the best player in the world. Um, it he, I, it's going to change him completely, man. I. I I, I don't think Toronto is the right fit for a lot of players that are on their team. No, and you know what? You're probably right about that. I don't think Kapanen, he didn't really have a fit here. I agree. But he had no he had no spot here. He, he He's a versatile you know, sorry, player. You know, you know where he had a spot? Is if he wasn't making $3.2 million. But continue. Listen, I mean, I, I've, like we had this conversation earlier. You, you can't. You can't put this shit on our third and fourth line guys who are making. I'm not. A not. little bit of money. Kapanen was not a make or break player for the Leafs. He's also not a make or break contract for the Leafs. Uh, yes, he is. At this point, he is, though. He listen, is, man. I'm sorry. He is. Listen, listen. You're, you're telling me, like, when they first came, right? When we had Kapanen and Janssen, those guys were making, they were entry-level contracts, yes. right? Yes, and they we played forced, very well. And they played well. And yeah. they, were, they were forced to sign them and give them to more keep money. them here. So they weren't threatened by offer sheets. Right. So that's my point is you try to get someone else that you think you can just plug in play at seven fifty, Jason Spezza style. Remember he's 40 years old. He's a vet 40 years old. He just wants to continue his career. Yet alone make some money. Uh, I think you're making it. You're, you're making it sound easier than it is to just find a few guys that you can pay that are cheaper than Casperi Kapanen. I mean, you. We had this conversation. It's not that easy. You can't just it's find not. No, NHL it's caliber not. players who are willing to play at under a million dollars. So, I mean, good luck. That's what happens when you screw yourself to the cap with three to three to four players who are supposed to get the majority of your points, and they do. It's just not enough because your other the rest of your team suffers. Yes. And so, so like you said, the Toronto Maple Leafs they made this trade cool. Not a bad trade. You're offloading a little bit of cap space and you get a first round draft pick back in return. 
Does it make us better? Absolutely not. And no, it doesn't. Not right now. Completely, not right now. This trade oh. is completely irrelevant to making the team better. It's and not, though, man. It's it, not. It, 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 so, so here's what it allows them man. to do. It offloads, con- it offloads cap space so that they can maybe sign a, a better defenseman or two. And how uh, does that not make their team better? Their defense is their weakest point. Their defense is their weakest point. But you were sitting there. I, I had a whole conversation with two people today telling me that our third and fourth lines didn't produce. And you were telling me that that was that along with our shitty defense. And I guess to some people's point of view, a mediocre goalie uh, is the problem in Toronto. And you can't fix that with offloading one contract and bringing in one defenseman. Dude, it's not going to happen I, like that. I know. Before, I'm going to let CAC step in, but I never said that's their main problem. I said it is a problem because their philosophy and what they're trying to do is they're trying to build a top-heavy team and then plug guys around. And honestly, man, I know it. you hate me here to hear me say it, but you can't – the reason – Okay, let me restart. I know you hate to hear me say it, but this philosophy, this is what they're this is what they're going with. They're not moving the big four guys. They're just not happening. And the fact that they moved out Kapanen just reassures that even more. They're sticking with what they got, and now they have cap space and they're going to try and use that cap space to make their to get more depth and get their defense better. That's all. I, I mean, cap, I understand. I understand that. What uh, um, uh, no, so the thing is, there's also has to be a, philosoph- a philosophical shift with the Leafs, whether it's they play like a team that has been fed rather than a team that is hungry. So that has to change. Yes, Kad- uh, Kadrick, whoa, Kapanen, um, the guy missed the net a lot. I mean, I know I said that he's great on the penalty kill and all that, but I do believe that this is the beginning of a much larger plan. Yes, this is yes. going to make this is if this. This deal alone is not going to make the Leafs better right now, but it's going to down the line, you know, you have to make some space to, to, to have that affordability cap wise to do that. Now, whether they're looking at Travis Hamanick, TJ Brody, Pertangelo, maybe, I don't know. I don't think Petrangelo is leaving St. Louis, but continue. Okay. Well, I'm just saying they obviously to make a move like this, obviously they, they had to have, had a bigger plan in mind. And the fact that they were able to get the first round pick when they don't really have any prospects right now, huge is, is a big deal. So I don't, I didn't really, I like, yeah, a team that is supposed that was said to be as like one of the elites and the best roster. If you're one of those, yeah, you like my tweet, eh? Idiots. (laughs) I saw that those idiots online in Leafs nation, a team like that doesn't really do it, you know? So, um, and they'd have handcuffed themselves because of the big four. Yeah. And, and, Kapanen, and, and Mike, and, that, that, sorry, Kak, but that's where I agree. They have handcuffed themselves with that situation, the big four. And didn't we say that it was going to be the trio of either Johnson, Kerfoot, or Kapanen that was going to be shoved out the door? So we can't really say like, oh, this is surprising. No, like, it's, we not, can't. it's not surprising, nor is it, is it a bad trade in any sense Look, of... But it's not. It's not the solve. It's not the problem solved. It's not well, it at all. I, I, I personally think, and I told Gio this earlier, that as long as we have those four guys at those four contracts, we will not win. Not only will we not win a Stanley Cup, I said we won't win a a playoff series with those well, four okay. guys on our team. It's bold, but we don't it's know. A- and now that they, now that they do have, and they will get more cap space because Kapanen's gone. 
Barry's going to be gone. CeCe's going to be gone. That's almost $8 million just with those three guys without making any other moves. Dude, that is a lot of money. You can go make some moves, but now it's about making the right moves. It's yeah. almost like they had to take a step backwards so they can move two steps forward. I mean, they do it every single year. They do it. They I, that's the problem, backwards. though, but that's their problem. That's why I think that they're never going to get to that but point. But we don't know that yet. We don't I know that. Can't just, you can't just reshuffle your entire team every single year and hoping that one year it's just going to click. I mean, you need these guys. To, you need to give these guys time to play together, to learn the systems, to learn how we, they play with each other. I mean, it doesn't happen overnight. You can't okay, just keep that's, turning that's over. just backing up your point. That's a reason why they're not getting ready, rid of any of the four guys. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, because I'm just they have to stick together. It's that's not their core. Work if that's their but point. you don't know that. We don't know that. It, I, right now, it doesn't look like it's going to work because not a lot of teams have guys that make that much money. So I understand. But we don't know yet. Yes, you keep saying they're... You can't say they're young anymore because they get paid. But the matter of the fact is they're still 22 years old, man. I'm sorry. They are, they are still young. And if they don't sign anybody, then yeah, this, uh, I don't know. But you get the first round pick. But also, yes. think of it. Lilligren, Sandin, aren't they not? Do you not think that they are an upgrade over CC Barry for a lot yeah, less money? right now, yeah. So even if they don't sign someone on the back end, yeah, it's a risk that they're going to take. Yeah. But don't you feel a little bit more comfortable? And they have that Lekkonen guy coming in too as well. Lengthenen. Lengthenen. Lengthenen, sorry. Lengthenen's our saying, guy. Yeah, and they were, they were saying like he's, um, he's uh, one of the – he was the highly touted uh, free agent defenseman out of Russia. Yeah. And a lot of people were after Ilya Mikheyev last year. They said the same thing. And you know what? Before the injury, Mikheyev was having a pretty good rookie season. So yeah. maybe Lengthenen can be the same thing. But that – it just it bugs me because there's a lot of unknowns, but this is the step in the right direction. They're starting to get cap space, but now Dubas doesn't have many wrong moves left, man. He's only maybe got one or two. He's well, I mean you gotta do something with this cap space it's now. It's literally he's literally playing a game of trial and error. And, yeah. And you and can't just, do that. <laughs> it just doesn't work. Like you can't just keep you know, hoping that you can sign some dude from Europe and like he's just going to come over here. But unfortunately, and be an Mike, NHL caliber I, player. I agree, but unfortunately, that's the way they want to do this philosophy. That's how right. Dubis wants to build his team. Yeah, like to us traditional hockey guys and a lot of other people, we're not the fans of it. But to be honest, we really don't know what's going to happen. Maybe it'll work out, yeah. but it all depends on how you build and use the leftover cap space around the four guys. That's it. It's bottom line. I, I mean, I just, yes, I agree with you. I just I, I laugh because I think Pittsburgh got the Ryan to this deal, yeah, <laughs> short and long term. But yeah, you know, for sure. whatever. I mean, Pittsburgh's in for a rude awakening in a couple years, man. Crosby can't play forever. Look, Malkin can't play forever. They already said they're getting rid of either Tristan or uh, Matt Murray, Tristan Jari, yeah. sorry, or Matt Murray. So yeah. there's changes. Latang too. You know, he's had health problems. He's not going to be around forever. Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. It's not. I I think Casper Kapanen has a lot of potential, as I believe. Someone like William Nylander has a lot of potential. I mean, that's it. I, I, I don't think that you should discredit Kapanen the same way that you don't discredit Nylander. I mean, he, Nylander scores goals and he puts up points. He also plays on the second line with Austin Matthews. So uh, it, it's it's different. And he doesn't kill penalties like Kapanen does. I mean, Kapanen has a lot of positives to his game that I don't think people are fair in, in – no, I admit, I agree. I don't hate Kapanen, but he was he didn't play well this year. And, you know, he just seemed like his attitude's a problem and his mind's elsewhere. And when you're making that much money on this team that's built top heavy, it's 
not going to fit, man. So we'll see what they can do with the cap space. I'm sure there's a lot more talk to come down the road. About there, the was also, there was also some good depth moves because the Marlies have not, were not good yeah. this year. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Evan Rodriguez's pajama photos if and when that happens. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, me and, me and some fellow, uh, from fellow friends, uh, colleagues, whatever, peers, uh, we used to play against Evan Rodriguez. And, you know, he, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. He's just. Oh, yeah. Gio's yeah. not a fan. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I've heard some, I've heard some shit too. I mean, like, like we saw the tweet. I mean. I, I I openly called him a plug. I don't know if that's <laughs> yeah. That tweet was funny. Yeah. That maybe uh, is a little harsh, but I mean he's not gonna. He's not certainly not a problem solver. So no, it's, yeah, he, he's not. He's not gonna help the Leafs. We'll just leave it at that. Well, that's why I'm saying Marley's right. So yeah. yeah. All right. Moving um, on. Yeah, moving on. So there was also there's ah. still bigger news, believe it or not, than the Leafs trade and Flurry. Oh um, really? Well. Ovechkin, <laughs> no, but Washington related. Ovechkin was named the cover athlete of NHL 21, again. <laughs> but yeah, again, um, but he will have a different coach next year. Um, so Todd Reardon, uh, his two year stint <laughs> behind the bench with the Washington Capitals came to an end after they got swept by the New York Islanders. Um, I don't really know what to make of this. Like, is it the coach's fault? Is it the players? Every time I see a coach get fired, like, yeah, you, you got to fire someone. You got to blame someone. Um, I don't think Washington played particularly well once they got in the bubble. Right. I mean, it's no excuse, obviously, because of all the time off, blah, 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 blah. They were in the same situation. but Yeah, they were too busy doing TikToks with their kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if anyone saw that with the Russian five there. Yeah. Um, look, Washington had 90 points. They, they, yeah. had, they, were, they, they were leading the Met with uh, 69 games into the season. Nice. But like, do you think Ted Leonsis just got rattled that his former coach just mopped the floor with them? <laughs> well, Teddy boy, you only have yourself to blame. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. Maybe Trotzy wanted some more say in player development. Maybe he wanted $4 million, but Hey, he that's your it. problem. <laughs> Don't pull a dubis and be like unaware of, Oh my God, how did this happen? <laughs> ah, Mr. Schmetzlikoff! Like, no, <laughs> it's your fault. You did this. You have only yourself to blame. And look, he got you a cup, and you, 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 you let him all go about money with you. Yeah, yeah you let man. him go. So, Barry Trotz. He's like, <laughs> he's one of the best coaches ever. I, I think he's a fantastic. Oh, statistically, coach. I'm pretty sure he's in the top five. Yeah, I think yeah. he's a fantastic coach. Uh, I think he's also That's just a great guy. Guy, by the way. <laughs> yes, and I and I've been a big fan of the Islanders. Sans John Tavares, I've been following them a lot. Yeah. And you know they got Uncle Lou up there as well, Godfather. Um, oh right, you, yeah. You know what? I mean, I I'm a big fan of the way that team is built. I mean, if if you know, if I look, if I compare them with, let's say, the Leafs, even though you know whatever, um, that is, I, I'd almost say I'd rather have a team built like that than the team that we have. So, I well, mean, yeah, that's because they're winning right now, dude. <laughs> it's not even about that though. Like, it's about just. It's about resilience balance. and balance. It's about balance. It's about resilience. It's about hunger. Like Cac said, uh, they're playing like a team who's hungry and, and the Leafs are playing like a team who's been fed. And you know what? I think it just comes down to, to character and personality in the, yep. uh, in the dressing room. So I think it's uh, I, I think that all comes, it stems down from management and from coaching. And I so think, I guess, I guess Washington probably thought moves. then Reardon wasn't the guy that was getting the guys fired up then. 
Well, look at him. I mean, does it look like an, like, like the Energizer bunny to you? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like whatever the Energizer bunny is, that guy is taking a Valium. I don't know. Like <laughs> the guy, the guy was an assistant coach for four years before being a head coach. Um, and I said this to Gio before we went to record. Wash, uh, Barry Trotz was the first coach that, what, that had a history in, coach, in head coaching with the Washington Capitals in Alex Ovechkin's tenure with the organization. Alex Ovechkin has always seemed to get these rookie coaches and it's always gone nowhere. And then you hire Barry Trotz and, you know, you win a cup, right? So I don't know why Washington's always decided to do that. I guess because first-time coaches are cheaper. But you know what? There's other goal, uh, goaltending. There's other coaching prospects as well that are, you know, Gerard Gallant, who's one of my favorites, uh, Peter Laviolette. So who knows what they have their eyes on? Um, <laughs> I heard those from- Mike Babcock's not one of your favorites. No, he's, they're just not going to pay him whatever, he, you know, whatever they need to negotiate. That with guy the is collecting his checks while he's hunting and fishing and probably fucking. Are you sure he's assistant him? coach for uh university of Virginia or some shit? He's volunteering. He's, yeah, volunteering. he's volunteering for their hockey it's, program. Uh, it's the university of where they do a lot of drugs, Vermont. That's it. Yeah. It's Vermont. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I so, thought you were going to make a joke about Babcock. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, hey. I, I have a pair of Bab socks. Where are they? I'm, I'm still a big fan of Babcock against a lot of people's, uh, you know, cack chill, oh, Jesus, chill bro. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree, though, Mike. I am still a fan. It just, the way his, he just, like, I don't know, the last, like, two months in Toronto just really made me not like him for this team. But I still like him as a coach. I'd still hire him, I think. I, 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 I do, too. I think. I think the Leafs need a co- like a hard ass coach, like even someone like Barry Trotz. They just need someone that they respect, you know. Eh, Brucey, whatever. Uh, Brucey, uh, uh, yeah, they said well, he they fired Brucey a few years ago. Yeah. So who Washington? No, yeah, was, yeah, but I was saying Brucey for Toronto. To, to Toronto. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, the uh, Darren. Yeah, Jenner, well, yeah, that's a good point. Do you think Boudreaux could go back to Washington? I don't think he would after <laughs> what happened over there. No, yeah, but he had the best twenty four seven highlight reel. You go beep, 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 beep. Yeah, yeah, somebody. Yeah. You get the fucking puck and you go down and get fucking hit someone, all right? You just, you pass, shoot, and score. How's that so yeah, hard? Pass, shoot, score. That's it. Donuts. <laughs> but anyway, Mike, go on what you were saying. I, I'm just saying, I, I think, uh, I don't think we're talking about first time coaches. I mean, I, I don't think Sheldon Keith is the right guy to take on a team like the Leafs. I think it's better. Okay, for why are we talking? Why we bring? Why we? I'm just. I'm just. I'm just doing on, a. Comp- I'm just using this podcast. Using this as a comparable, because I think that someone like Alex Ovechkin, CAC is right. He's been so good his entire life that it needs someone like Barry Trotz to come in there and teach him how to respect the coach. And he's someone he can respect. I think for big superstar players, you need a coach that they can respect or it's not going to go very well. So yeah. that's why I'm, I'm using yeah, that. I as would, I, you know, for sure. I, I, I like that. And I would love to see Gerard Gallant go to Washington. I think that'd be, that'd be I, a I really agree. good fit. Because I, th- I still think Washington's got some years out of those guys, man. They got 90 points. Yeah. Like, and they got a young goaltender. John Carlson's probably going to win the Norris, even though I don't want him to. Uh, well, not don't want him to. I think Yossi deserves it. But John Carlson will probably win the Norris. I mean, yeah. Ovechkin, yeah, he's 34, 35, however old he is, but the guy can still get 45 goals. Uh, it doesn't matter how long he can sit in his office. He's still going to score. Um, right. Nick Backstrom is one of the best complimentary players. And he um, was injured, too. And he was injured. And, 
you know, Tom Wilson's a good piece. And you, you got – there's pieces there, man. Yeah, yeah they've got great pieces. The, I agree. There has to be a bigger plan just because, you know, I mean, we're talking about, you know, like strength and character and all that. Mm. But they did – they're not that – they're not far away from I, the I head agree. of the pack. I agree, no. CAC. They're not far away from the head of the pack. But I also think they're not far away from having to, to go through a rebuild. Oh, for and sure. They're in the middle. They're in the middle. I, I think they have a tough decision to make if they want to try to go for another run at the Stanley Cup or if they want to get a head start trading some of their really, really solid players and get some good returns and, you know, maybe speed up that rebuild process a little bit. Yeah. Uh, get a good veteran coach in there and then – uh, you know, take that team again to the next level. So, yep. I mean, I think they're on the right track. I think either way yeah. they go, they'll be okay. But guys, how does this affect the Leafs? <laughs> Shut up. Moving on. Nice. Anyway, moving on. Uh, well, so now we have uh, Mike Milbury to talk. Oh, about. Like we, uh, we won't spend no. too much time because we know he's just a big idiot. Um, his comments um, a couple days ago or last week. Uh, what game? I forget what game it was during. It was an Islanders game, wasn't it? Anyway, he was just he was just basically talking about. Or it wasn't even him. It was the other broadcaster, and I'm drawing a blank on his name right now. Um, they were just talking about life in the bubble and how it's hard for these players. Day in, day out, they're like, yeah, they're playing hockey, but you go to the rink, you go to your hotel, and other than doing a couple of random activities, like, you're not doing anything. It's hard. And Mike Milbury made a comment about women being a distraction to NHL hockey players. And, well, yeah, that's – Cheeks clapping it. Yeah, it just kind of – that's where it starts and ends. And uh, people took it as, you know, he was degrading women in sports. And, look, I'm not going to get into what he actually meant, what he did mean. Um, it's something just in the world that we live in today, 2020. Um, you just don't say things like that. And, you know, he's paying the price. NBC hasn't officially let him go. They just kind of sent him home saying, Mike, you know, go have a cold shower, take a nap, have a, have a warm bottle and go, go to bed. Um, don't look at, don't, maybe don't have your hands on shoes for a while. Yeah, you know, and I'm reading on Twitter, there's a lot of people that don't understand how this guy – even before this comment, how he still has a job. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of people saying he's the Don Cherry type of guy for the U.S. and NBC. I, look, look, we're not going to dive into this because I don't wanna, we don't want to get too political yeah. and say anything dumb or whatever. Or, or, just, or get our words spun around. Yeah, the spin zone. Um, spin so, zone. I mean, I, don't, I honestly think this is the end of Mike Milbury just because the NHL. Yeah. Now, I don't remember if – I think Sportsnet might have uh, released a statement um, with the whole Don Cherry thing because, you know, Sportsnet, Hockey Night Canada Rogers, yeah. uh, they're saying, you know, we don't condone that, blah, 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 blah. But wow. this time, the National Hockey League actually yeah. came out. And so this is coming from the bigger boys. I mean, yeah, the networks are the big boys, but this came from the boy, <laughs> the national, the man, the National Hockey League. And they were like, look, we don't stand for this. So NBC, figure your shit out. Yeah, and as of right now, Mike Milbury, he's in the stands. <laughs> hey, those those U.S. broadcasters suck to begin. They with. do. It's I'm horrible. sorry, like I they can't are. stand watching them. I they were. I can't remember what game I was watching. I think it was like a Tampa game, Tampa Boston, uh, and I was sitting there, and they were struggling so hard to just like maintain good conversation. Well, look, their- hey, the Canadian guys, they're not they're not doing much better. No, they're they're not better, but at least like they're not like kind of grasping at air. They kind of know what they're talking about. They're, they're still stupid. They still say stupid shit for the most part. Casperi, Kapanen, overtime yeah. winner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, I mean, 
but I was I was watching uh, the NBC broadcast and I it was terrible. It was really bad. Yeah, there. You know what? I mean, yeah, it, it, it's it's I and I was saying to someone a week ago or two weeks ago, whenever a week before this happened, I was like, it's gonna take a comment like that, like this, to to get him finally kind of not fired, but kind of be like okay mike we, we gotta rethink here he made a lot we're, of dumb well, sorry comments. Tag, weren't we like even talking about that a couple days we were beforehand yeah we i was were. like it's got to take something on like a yeah. don cherry level for him to get canceled well i mean four days don later cherry, this happens the don cherry one's a little older All right, but, anyway. but 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 um like you know mike bilberry talking about the tuka Rass situation where he just know nothing about um, him just well he also made a comment like a week or two before that saying how the like the crowd noise in the bubble is kind of like uh, women's pro hockey games and then he says this so you you can understand that this thing this had been festering this rage had been festering for so long now and you know Mike Bill I do not know how this guy has a career in hockey I just I don't like, I don't know who would have like a potato would have done a better job being a GM and a sportscaster. Like, you know, I just, I don't understand how this guy was able to hold on so long. I do not. I mean, people, Don Cherry of, of America. No, 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 no. At least Don knew the game. At least right. Don wasn't, I mean, Don was bombastic and he had his opinions, but he could back it up. Right. Whereas this clown, and that's literally what he is, is a clown just says things and you're just like what the hell like you know like jack edwards kind of level of stupid yeah. so you know it's it, i don't i i'm happy that he's gone but yeah the american broadcasts like i don't know who does their hiring there i mean it's yeah, just I mean, hire me man i'll do a better job yeah hire us face i'll off. do it go, i'll right do here. it for just expenses paid I just want to get on a broadcast one day and well i won't be able to say it now but i'm like a great save longo <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do that. I can't do Chris Osgood or uh, to Daniel Sedin. <laughs> to Daniel Sedin, yeah. Daniel Sedin to Henrik Sedin. What game was it where Jason Spezza was pronounced Jason Spiza for, it was like NHL oh, yeah. 6 or something. Like something pass it. early It's on, like an yeah. ESPN, like, passes it to Spiza. I don't want to know. Yeah. This so, should be a petition. Let's just bring back Bob Cole. Can we all agree on that? Man, like, <laughs> I would love, you know, when he, you know how, how much I mourned for no Bob Cole and Harry Neal tandem? Oh, when, man. When he went to MSG, when uh, Harry Neal went to MSG, man, like, Gosh, yep. yeah. Ah. I mean, Jim Houston, like, uh, yeah. He's first he's falling of all, he's, off. He's falling off quite a bit. He's cringe, man. But he mispronounces so many people's names. Like he's like Connor Sherry, and like he just like he just. Ah. I've just noticed so many and it drives me crazy. Add to that, that horrible Pepsi Lays commercial that oh, he's dude. in. Oh, Are dude. you ready? I'm like, and when, baseball. When he literally had a bowl of a bowl around a bowl his head cut. and he cut his yeah. hair. Like, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, speaking of commentators sucks. and series and stuff, um, let's get into some round two. All right. Um, so Canada's team. Fair. Vancouver. For us, on we're recording on Tuesday. So tonight, so yesterday. Sorry, sorry. Sorry, um, sorry what? No, I'm just I'm so causing yes, an earthquake. Yesterday, um, Boston and Tampa Bay oh, uh, will be playing. Um, that is playing out tonight, so that game will be on. And then the Golden Knights and the Vancouver Canucks, uh, they played last night as well. And um, We don't know the score right now because we're talking in the future. Um, but if it's Wednesday when you're listening to this, um, Tampa and Boston will play a back-to-back. So they go tonight at 8 o'clock. 
And then as well, we will have, um, <clears throat> excuse me, we'll have uh, the Islanders and the Flyers at three o'clock. And then in Dallas, Colorado, uh, they are playing tonight as well, 1030. Um, so, well, I guess we'll start there. Well, Dallas and Colorado. Uh, Dallas is up three, is up two nothing in this series um, right away, and they scored ten goals in two games. The Dallas Stars. Um, I don't know where to start. Yeah, the Avalanche. They're in trouble. Uh, they've lost Philip Grubauer. Um, they got to play Francouz, Francis, Francouz. I don't even know how you say his name. Francouz. Francouz. Um, he's playing in net again for the Avalanche. Um, the Avalanche got their work cut out for them. The Dallas Stars. You know. For the last, let's say, five, six years, um, they've been a team that, you know, they made the playoffs and they played in that central division. And let's not kid anyone. At a couple of years ago, Nashville was at the top. Winnipeg was always a solid team. And then, you know, there was Chicago and Colorado. Like, it was a good division. It's kind of like what the Atlantic division is now. It's a lot of really good teams. Um, so they got their work cut out for them, uh, the Colorado Avalanche. And it pretty much just – they're not even playing to – their defense has just been brutal the last two games. Um, so, CAC, I don't know. Like, what, what's your kind of assessment on this series? Well, Colorado's been taking a few days off, but NHL yep. player safety has taken a few months off because <laughs> I don't know – like, didn't – did you guys not see Jamie Benn kind of slew footing? We didn't see – no? I did. Anyway. I did, yeah. You Okay, so – Okay, so NHL player safety does what they do best, nothing. And uh, so that, I think, isn't good. And I think it was indicative on what the series is going to be. I think it's just going to be Dallas just be out-muscling and being a bit of an asshole to uh, an injured and plagued Colorado Avalanche. You know, um, I'm hoping maybe they do turn it around. But just the way that D Dallas has been able to dominate kind of kind – of, makes me worried for the avalanche um i know you you know mike and and eris <laughs> of slump buster oh yeah uh, our our colorado um you know supporters and you want to see them do well but it's just i don't like making these kinds of predictions i i like usually when i make a prediction it's like they would win if this happens they might lose if this happens it's hard because you have these injuries um i'm not really sold on francis jared bednar clearly he said it himself in his press conference and didn't get fined $25,000 for it, like some people, where he said that he did not like the defense on the team. Um, and Dallas is not messing around. And that's oh. Dallas. Yeah. So, you know. For they're, one of the older, older average age lineups in the NHL. I think they are one of the – I think they're quite high and, up there too. And they're doing this without Ben Bishop. It's yeah. Anton Kudobin. You don't see Ben Bishop's – agent tweeting a picture with a sword with the coach's name on it yeah exactly and well cack i'm gonna bring it back to the leafs but the dallas is a team that's got balance i mean they've got guys that are equilibrium stepping... yeah yes. exactly they got guys that are stepping up all over the lineup like dennis gurianoff had four goals um not in this series but at the end of uh yeah the calgary series he had five points that night he which came i out of nowhere by the miro, way I... miro, sorry miro heiskanen young guy they drafted third uh sorry third overall what a stud. The guy's having a coming out party. This guy can fight for the Norse in a couple of years, I think. Sure. Yeah. Mikey, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, most of the calls that I made, like I had the Canucks beating St. Louis. I had the Islanders beating Washington. I had uh, Dallas beating Calgary. If you, you don't have to extol your virtues. We know you've been right about other things. <laughs> I just, I know, I just, I'm just trying to let you guys know, like, 
I was making some pretty solid predictions. Now my going, you know, with that, that being said, I mean, Colorado's making me a little nervous as well. Uh, I feel for my, my pal and future hall of famer, uh, oh, you know, <laughs> Nazem Kadri, Cons my front runner right now. Hasn't been suspended um, yet. <laughs> hey, good for him. You know, I, he he's been playing pretty well. Uh, I, it's going to be a tough a tough uh, battle back for the Avalanche, but I think they can do it. Yeah, no, they definitely. Well, can. it's not I over mean, yet. Yeah, I mean, exactly. They, you know, if they this could was win. if this was the best of five series, they'd be in a lot of trouble. But you know, they get the extra two games, and they do have a lot. But a team that I think that might be in trouble. Uh, is the Vancouver Canucks like Canada's team, right, boys? We're uh, all supporting them. Yeah, I don't even want. I do not even want to touch that subject. Um, I say it because I know it pisses you off. Hey, listen, Grind, the Buffalo Sabers gears. are more Canada's team than the Vancouver. No, right, right. no, Gio, no. Gio, there is on. no Canada's team, man. The team Canada is Canada's team. <laughs> Fuck, I hate that. Stupid. Anyway, go on. Canada's team. <laughs> They're, they're in some trouble because, you know, they're young and I think they're playing with a little bit of house money that they made it this far. Um, but they're mm-hmm. running into a top team in the league in Vegas and Vegas steamrolled them on Sunday. Yeah. Um, five nothing was the final score. Um, uh, if you guys are listening to this on Wednesday, they played last night. So we don't know the score right now, but they are going to play and they have to have a big bounce back. I don't know. Like, are there moral victories Vancouver has to go after? Like, at least put a couple past Leonard, um, play hard. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if – I would imagine people are expecting him to win out in Vancouver. You know what I mean? They got a really good team, but I don't know. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, I think it's going to be a lot closer than the first game depicted. Yeah, I hope so. Uh, I, but I also just think that Vegas is the better team. They're the more well-rounded team. They got a lot of good pieces on their team. Uh, Ryan Reeves made Roussel look like an absolute coward out there. <laughs> oh boy, um, did he ever! So I mean, I like, yeah, it's it's gonna be. I think personally, it's gonna be a lot closer. But I don't think the Vancouver Canucks are gonna come out alive on this one. Uh, and I and I no discredit to them. I mean, they've played good hockey, and I think they surpassed everyone. Well, they definitely surpassed my expectations. So uh, you know, I mean. I, I would take that as a moral victory, if anything. Um, that's more than I can say about other teams that are considered Canada's team. So yeah. they did. There fall. is no Canada's team. <laughs> oh God. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, did we ever hit a nerve there? Uh, look, Vancouver. Uh, let's see. You burnt down your city, rebuilt your city, and <laughs> ma- won a playoff round before the Leafs did. Way to go! Uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, you guys—they really fell flat in Game One. The Canucks did. And as someone that is a big-time Vegas Golden Knights supporter, it's you need a bounce-back game. You cannot afford to take games off. Poor Markstrom was just—you know—he just looked like he was getting bullied by a bunch of kids. Like it was ridiculous. But Vegas is so deep, and people keep underestimating Riley Smith, yep. Alex Tuck, and what they bring to the table. Like, they are just great playoff performers, and their defense is really good, and their goaltending is really good. Imagine if they kept Nick Suzuki, too. Ooh, buddy. Oh, they, had Nick dangerous. Su- they had Nick Suzuki and Eric Brandstrom in that draft, too, and they sent yep. him off. Yep. So, you Listen. know what? Sorry, continue, Cax. You uh, said listen. Yo, yeah, you said listen, so I stopped. Listen, um, I'm going to stop talking right now. 
listen, continue. <laughs> I had a director that did that once. I'm like, well, I, I, okay, listen, on. listen again. Um, right. I, I've, I've been trying to stop interrupting you guys. I know I do it a lot because I get fucking fired up like I am right now. I'm sweating. My hands are sweating right now. His hands are sweaty. Does I just had, yeah, I'm trying. <laughs> Your hands are sweaty. <laughs> ah, Harry Potter. <laughs> Chamber of Secrets, Ford Angolia, mother. Anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to say, I, I'm going to say it now and then I'm going to try my best to stop interrupting you guys. Yeah. Um, I, what does it tell you that, that Vegas can take a team that's full of, you know, third line, borderline, second line players well, and they, create they just, a championship yeah. worthy team? Out of George that. McPhee knows how to build a hockey team. That's all. Well, I mean, I, Kelly it Mc... just tells me that large contracts and superstars are overrated in the sport of hockey. That's it. That's what it tells me. <laughs> Well, Kelly McCrimmon, well, yeah, it's a massive team sport. I was looking at the top contracts in the league, and of the, I think it was 10 players, zero are in the playoffs currently. Like 10 million plus contracts, zero. Right. But there's yeah. also zero. a lot of teams that don't have more than one guy that deserves, not deserves, but that is and also making that much three money. Toronto Maple Leafs were in that top 10. Three? Oh, well, yeah, yes. Three. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Sorry, three. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, Kelly McCrimmon has been the GM this year and he's been doing all right. I think it's funny when Vegas first got their team and they first got their roster, you're hearing, Oh, they're not, they're going to be garbage. You know, they're not They're going to be in no man's land and nothing's going to happen. And then they start taking off and it's like, well, they, did not, they got all the good players. But like, look, you know what? I mean, they had the lowest salary when they made that cup run. <laughs> yeah. And if they didn't have a massive, Goose egg last I'm year. sorry, Kag. I gotta pause you because Mike's making a face. That has nothing to do. It has sure. nothing to do with anything. All right. Didn't have guys available. I'm sure if John Tavares, Awesome Matthews, Mitch Marner, or guys that were making 10, 11 million dollars, you're were right. Available, they would have grabbed them. You're right. It's it's unfair of me to say to say what I'm saying because yes. the, let, timing, the timing the timing of the contracts was <laughs> wrong. You're right. It was anyway. Yes. What was I saying? I don't Kelly know. McCrimmon built the oh, team. Oh, right. So Kelly McCrimmon made some bold moves. Um, and I, and I, you know what? I'll still say this. I was not a fan of the Gerard Gallant firing, but you know what? Pete DeBurr, every time he goes to a new team, he goes to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah, man. Just yeah. saying. Yeah. So you know, I mean, okay. And, but now, like the room's a little bit kind of shifted because of the whole Mark Andre Fleury thing. But those guys are pretty tight knit. Like Nate Schmidt is. They're all locker room guys. Nate Schmidt, Alex Chuck. Other than what happened a few days ago, Marc-Andre Fleury, uh, Robin Leonard, Big Panda Bear. I mean, it's just a really tight, well-knit group. And Vancouver, they're, they just, they, I don't know what they were trying to do game one. You know, you have, you know, um, Louis Erickson's still on the roster. Cool. But you have, you have Antoine Roussel keep trying to hug Reeves. And it's, it, they're getting distracted. I think they just got to play their game. They have to use their speed. And I don't know what they were trying to do against Vegas. I really don't. And it was like, I was happy that Vegas was winning, but I was kind of hurting for Vancouver. I was like, what are you trying to do? Like, you just took on the Stanley Cup champions. Like, you know, where's that, you know, end-to-end rush, Bo Horvat, while you're on the penalty kill? Like, where is that kind of tenacity? And they just they just seem to be a team that just was completely flat and got intimidated very easily. Well, that's just it. It's intimidation. It's something that I think every team needs to have. But, sorry, continue before well, I... I mean, that's really all I have to say. And, and I, I always get a kick of when they announce the Golden Knights goals that they do the slot machine 
sad, Yo, especially when they I, win. I said that. I said that like a week and a half ago. That was the first time I've heard that, and I was like, yeah. "That is awesome." That makes me <laughs> that feel is, I'm there. It's awesome. It makes it's me like feel like I'm so, there. It's so perfectly Vegas. Yeah, and then the Viva Las Vegas when they win every game, pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Vegas, I feel like, also has little pressure to perform well, and I think that I think they'll have that going forward because, like, they're so new. Like, no one expects them to be so good. So, it, well. I mean, it's also Las Vegas, right? I mean, hockey's probably like the the bottom of your list of things to worry about as a, a Vegas, like in Vegas, especially they they got the Raiders coming in this year and stuff. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's there's lots of there's lots of stuff that's removing the pressure from them. So, well, it's it's interesting because when they when I was there, there was barely you couldn't get any like Vegas merch. I pretty much got all that there was to get. And then you, when they when they made their run, and you know over the last couple of years, a lot of people in Nevada started taking a liking to hockey. And now with the the AHL team and Henderson coming in, they don't have to share the Chicago Wolves anymore. So they're, I mean, in terms of pressure, it's growing. It's not nowhere near an original six team, mind you, but right. it's it's but you do have supporters and people are, you know, tuning in and. Yep. Um, it's the, one, just, the one thing I want to say about Vegas, though, before we go to the next series, um, yes. I want to see how well that still holds up in like 10, 15 years when they have to start rebuilding and stuff like that. Me too. Me too. They got they got the ultimate, the fan base got the biggest gift of all for these last couple of years. You get yeah, to see a lucky. cup final. Like, lucky is like an understatement, man. It was just like borderline well, out of this world. Impossible what happened. And you know what? And I always come da- back to their uh, the, w- the West Conference Finals that first year against Winnipeg. Winnipeg was gassed. They were tired. And yep. the Knights had a lot of puck luck. Yep. A lot of puck luck. Yep. Well, speaking of puck luck, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning haven't had much <laughs> in the last couple of years. But here we are again, uh, taking on the Boston Bruins. And the Bruins, they won game one on Sunday. one nothing or sorry not one nothing three two i looked yeah. at the series lead one nothing yeah. um so boston won the game three to two and you know that's just the way though i think these games are going to go tampa bay you know highly offensive skilled team but i don't think they're going to be able to score I, five six goals a game and that's Especially. that's what it comes down to uh yeah. i i don't know if i'd ever say this or if i had ever thought i would say this but i kind of am cheering for boston to beat tampa bay Whoa! Why mute him? I'm done. (laughs) I'm not even surprised at the fact that like you're just picking Boston. But I've I've said before, and I thought you would have agreed with me, Mikey, as a Leaf fan, that I want to see Tampa Bay win because it would show that you have to make gritty type moves to get those kind of guys to win a Stanley Cup, and it would just prove to Dubis like, hey, it's not all offense and analytics. (laughs) But I just think I've felt this for a long time that. Tampa Bay is a team that is similar to Toronto in the fact that they have lots of highly skilled uh, hockey players on their team, forwards and defensemen. Uh, but I still think there's something missing uh, in their hearts. Like, honestly, I actually believe that. And I, I, I've said that forever. It's on fire with hot takes today. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like, Boston has always been a team that has been you know, they, they come together. I, I just yeah, never a have, it, it's a culture. In. Exactly. It's a culture thing. And I just, but you don't think Tampa after all these years making these runs, especially the way they went out last year and the, the changes they made to their team when even their captain, Steven Stamkos came out and said, I love 
that um oh my goodness what's the GM's name in Tampa uh, oh uh, Brisbois Brisbois yeah, Brisbois yeah. Brisbois the French the French Canadian guy saying I'm love I love that he went out and got guys like Maroon and Coleman and Goudreau he's like I love that we went out and did that yeah so I would think it's the total opposite of what I, you just said actually I, I I do agree with a lot of the moves that he made there but it also comes back to my point where I don't think you can just make a couple acquisitions and trades and think that your team is all of a sudden just going to click. I just don't think that's how it works in hockey. No. Uh, yeah. But you could, by adding those kind of guys, it could get, bring a new energy to the team and it could give in a new perspective and be like, Hey, okay. Our GM, sure. he believes in us. He's bringing us guys to help us. Like, let's sure. go. Sure. Like I said, highly skilled team definitely has the capability and, and the uh, potential. I just don't think it's there. And I, I think that, is the root of the problem that needs to be addressed, not even yeah. I mean, toughness. Yeah, we'll find out tonight. They play uh, at 7 o'clock, so they play in about half an hour. Um, like Ryan I, like McDonough will not be able to play. Wow, okay. So there's another defenseman out for Tampa Bay. Yeah. So, But like I said um, already, we're talking in the future. So the game already happened. So go back and check what the score was because we don't know what it is yet. But we'll have to see how Tampa Bay plays this game. For for me, it's, it's twofold. Uh, Steven Stamkos is not playing. So no. hard to make a deep run without your captain. top center and your captain. Yep. Two, what did you guys think? I don't know if you saw this, that non, that, that goal that was called back where it was a high stick, but then it hit the buff, uh, Buffalo, oh my God, the Boston defenseman and it went in. They called that back. Uh, would have, I think, tied yeah, the game. Should have been a, should have been a goal. So that's where I, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's pretty much my whole argument about oh, maybe I, why Tampa Bay might not make it. It was, a, it was a tight game, but you know, Tampa's, I mean, Victor Hedman had to score for Tampa Bay. Right, so you got to get their offense going a little bit more. I um, mean, Tampa Bay, as good as they are, you got Tampa Bay fans, and then you got Boston Bruins fans, yeah. and you got Tampa Bay money, and you got Boston Bruins money. So, <laughs> I mean, it doesn't surprise me at all that the NHL is going to do whatever they can to make Boston go further than Tampa Bay. Uh, well, Jeremy Jacobs, we kind of exposed that last week. Yeah, so I, I mean, we'll. We'll see what happens, but yeah. I, I, I don't know. I still don't think they got it. They got what it takes. Yeah, yeah uh, it's, well, it's hard. It's it's hard. I, I hate. Boston you know, I also so just want to stick it to you because you're a Tampa Bay Lightning fan. So fuck you. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> wow. Moving on. <laughs> um, I don't Tell us how you really feel, bud. So, well, before we wrap up, we got a couple minutes left. Um, we'll go over the Islanders Philly series quick, and then oh, we'll touch boy. on Dale Dale Howard Chuck before yeah. we get off here. Um, but yeah, so Monday, um, the Islanders in Philadelphia for nothing drubbing. Um, the Islanders just can, they haven't lost yet in the playoffs. Um, they just continue to keep on trucking, I guess, uh, Lou Lamorello and his, uh, no weird hair, no facial hair rules. I mean, they're coming into effect. Um, or yeah if they were not in the bubble they would have locked the players in hotel rooms and yeah and it seems you know. kind of weird just off the top of my head it seems like philadelphia either gets a shutout or gets shut out um it doesn't seem like there's every any in between um yeah. they kind of from what i saw they just kind of looked like they were just half asleep um the islanders just simply just outworked them and you know barry trotz has that team dialed in he's got them playing a system uh, he's got them all bought into the program. And I'm not saying AV doesn't have that with Philadelphia, but in a game like that, when you have two teams that are kind of built the same, the will is going to overpower the skill. Uh, and I mean, they play tonight uh, or this afternoon, three o'clock Wednesday. Um, so we'll see how game two goes, but it's going to, it's going to play. It's going to yeah. show how the rest of the series is going to play out. Yeah. Shout out uh, to Kitty. Sorry, pal, but 
I don't think yeah, they're Kitty. making it out of this one. Kitty, if you, you got to interact with us, bro. You got to, so you can be listener of the month. So oh, you can come on maybe if the series is still going on by then, because game five is set up for Monday, August 31st. So if the Flyers get swept, I mean, I don't know. Kitty. We might have to have you on to just cry about it. Kitty's, <laughs> Kitty, Kitty's going to hate me for what I'm about to say. Um, hi, Kitty. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's an introduction. Look, the more that Alain Vigneault had talked to the media during the Montreal Canadiens series, the more I started to really dislike him. Uh, the more he was talking out of his ass. I, I completely agree, Kak. I, you know what? I just, I don't know where he came off first. I'm like, I know he wants to light a fire under his team, but there's other ways to do it without making you look like an idiot. And I would, have thought, I would have thought that someone of the amount of, year, amount of years under his belt that Alain Vigneault was above that. Having said that, after this series with Montreal and, you know, color it however you want. I saw Montreal kind of dominate the Philadelphia Flyers the last two games. Yes. Philadelphia won game six, but I mean, bounces, like it was, it all came down to the bounces with, with that team. And they got a lot of lucky bounces, which led to those three goals. And when you're, you know, Montreal was Montreal, which, you know, they're, they weren't really known for this that much this season, but sh- out shooting them 33 to 17, that doesn't, that doesn't bode well for me if I'm a Flyers fan to get kind of dominated in the last two games. Um, and also you had to, you almost chased Hart, Carter Hart twice. I mean, if that goal wasn't called back, Hart, Hart would have been pulled a second time. So, I mean, Philadelphia, they're good. But I, after watching that Montreal Canadian series, I was like, we're vulnerable. Yeah, like, I don't know. I saw a lot of chinks in the armor there. And, you know, everyone was talking about Carter Hart being so great. I didn't really, like, that. those back-to-back shutouts, I mean, you didn't really have to work that hard for him. So you look at a, a New York Islanders team, yeah, they dump and chase, but they're really quick to the puck and they know what they're doing. What is so funny? <laughs> nothing, nothing, nothing. <laughs> is something behind me? No, 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 no. I just I I just looked at Mike and made a dumb face and then we just started laughing. <laughs> oh, because I'm trying to look at my camera, so I don't I can't I I don't really see much in my peripheral. No, but, you're good, you're good. Sorry, but uh, you know what? Like, you need a better performance, Kitty, out of your boys. But yeah. uh, I hate them so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they and they, that's they, that. Yeah, they they were uh, they're. I mean, Philadelphia has always been a one of those teams, you know, that a lot of people don't like unless you're a fan of them. Uh, kind of like the Dallas Cowboys in football. Um, but I think Vin, uh, Alan Vigneault's always been sort of a polarizing coach uh, mm. in the dressing room and kind of within the media, mm. what he says. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, Cac. I, I think, uh, you know, some of the shit that he said was pretty offside. Um, oh. I don't know if that helps uh, his team or not or if it hurts his team. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there. Yeah. I mean, like it's only one or two games and I'm uh, <clears throat> sorry. It's only one or two games into either of these series. I'm just having tongue twisters today. Um, so there's still a lot of hockey to be played out. We don't know what really is going to happen, but you can get, you can get some in- first impressions off of games one and two. So we'll see what happens. Um, before we close out the show, um, CAC, I know you wanted to give a little, uh, shout out to uh, yeah. Dale Howardchuk, rest in peace. So take it away. Yeah, uh, Dale Howardchuk had uh, stomach cancer, um, and then he he was not—I don't want to say cured, but he was getting better. And then he had to go back uh, 
to get it treated. Uh, Dale Harachuk has always been a very interesting figure in the context of hockey history. Um, he would have been probably one of the, he was definitely a dominant player, but I think, you know, had he had a guy named Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier come along, he probably would have been a face for the NHL in the 1980s. Winnipeg had some pretty good teams and they kept running into the Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Flames. Yep. It's interesting in the 1987 Canada Cup, and I, I know Sportsnet did a piece on this, uh, when that whole you know goal with uh, Gretzky feeding it to Lemieux with Larry Murphy coming on the side, it was Dale Howardchuk that won that faceoff. And putting him just, just take in, he was on a line with Lemieux and Gretzky. Yeah, and they were in the defensive zone, which Gretzky was like, that's kind of, you know, advantageous. Uh, but Dale Howardchuk won best forward of the tournament um, for Team Canada. And, you know, Ducky, I don't really know where the nickname came from. Not sure. Uh, didn't really deep dive into that. But uh, Ducky uh, had a very solid career, put up great numbers, and he was a great person both on and off the ice. When Winnipeg was drafting, uh, when they came back to the league, and I think it was in 2011, uh, he's the one that told them to pick Mark Shifley because he was the coach of the Barry Colts of the Ontario Hockey League. And pretty much is the reason why Mark Shifley is, um, is a Jet. So yeah. it might have it been the first or second year they were back. I'm not quite sure. I know Jacob Truba is one of those first, draft pick, draft, first, first round draft picks. So Dale Howardchuk, you know, he liked being in, he liked his quiet time. He liked, he wasn't really into the glitz and glamour. Uh, they had, when he got drafted, uh, they had this big party uh, in downtown in Winnipeg with a square there and um, the, of being very excited. And you know what? The guy, the guy was um, a fighter and it's kind of hard seeing guys that young go like that. And especially when he was just playing in the alumni game in Winnipeg and Edmonton and all that. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he was there when I went to see the uh, hall of fame legends classic game in 2005 or or 2006 i forget the year and um you know what just no, everyone has so many good things to say about him it's heartbreaking and it just for whatever reason it just rocked me a little bit i guess because i didn't think that you know i thought a guy like ducky you know he he was good i didn't think he would go back but you know it, it happens to everybody so howard chuck strong and uh all the best yep. yeah i like Dale. that uh it's a nice tribute cack Mm-hmm. Thanks, pal. Yeah, I mean, it. it you make. But how does this affect the Leafs? <laughs> well, I was going to say, you make a great point. I mean, you know, if it wasn't for Gretzky and the Oilers and the Calgary Flames, you know, he might have a cup or two. And it just goes to show you what kind of a player he was when you win a player of the tournament, when you're on a team with Gretzky, Lemieux, and, I mean, just anyone else involved on Team Canada. Um, so, yeah, shout out to Dale Howarchuk. Um Guys, thanks once again for tuning in. Uh, episode 35, The Prodigal Night. We hope you guys enjoyed Mike's breakdown of the Prodigal Son story at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> we hope you loved our bickering. Um, you guys can follow us on Twitter at the names below. Um, it's easier just to look on screen instead of us saying it. So but that what means if they're on Spotify? Sub- well, you know what? <laughs> if they don't know just, by now. Yeah, you got to know by now. And it's in the descriptions. And you know what? Just all the more reason to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, we're growing slowly every week. We had a big surge jump a couple weeks ago, so let's keep that train rolling, guys. Um, Face Off Hockey Podcast on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, the whole works. Um, you can follow our individual Twitters and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Face Off Puck Pod. Um, so right before we, as always, sign off with the Yager Salute.